her sugar coat life's already a bumpy road Too much shelter causes pain, let's just be real honest Things are gonna knock you down, avoidance will not help you out Let's talk it through here, keep it real honest Hello everybody, welcome back, it is me again Today's topic is something I've been thinking about a while, so I just feel like there's somebody out there that needs to hear it, but just because you are in love with that person does not make them the one. There are so many of us out here chasing people, whether it is friends or romantic relationships that are not for us. So let God, and if you don't believe in God, you know, the universe, whatever you want to call it, let God remove those people from your life. Usually it is for a reason. I also kind of feel like I talked about this, I think a couple weeks ago, whatever week that I did the sermon discussion one, where I kind of touched on prayer and how sometimes like our own will gets in the way of prayer. And this is something that my small group was talking about the other night was how if your will is stronger than your desire to know and follow God's will, God will let you take a detour to learn the lesson if you need to. And I have seen this happen again and again so many times in my own life (laughs) where God was very clearly saying like that boy is not for you, sweetheart, please run far in the opposite direction. And I was like, but I love him. I love him and I want to keep him. Can I please, please, please? And God was like, oh, okay. And he would like, let me keep the boy. And I would just be struggling and in pain and like wondering why everything was so awful until I finally, finally, finally let go. I think that relationships are here to teach us things just like anything else, you know? Using work as an example is a little hard because I feel like in the past, it was pretty common to just kind of get a job and work your way up the ladder and stay at the company until you retired. And now that's totally shifted and people don't do it. But I feel like on average, when you get a job, you don't expect to have it forever. Like you expect to have a job for certain seasons. Same thing with places that you live. I feel like in general, it's probably pretty rare that you die in the house that you grew up in because you, um, not like you went back and visited, but I mean like because you you lived in it your whole entire life. You know, I feel like when you move in somewhere, like it might be the plan for a year, five years, 10 years, but oftentimes it's for different seasons and even friendships. Like I feel like people are really open to friendships being for seasons or like specific circumstances like you have like a work bestie that gets you through the work day for the time that you have that job but when it comes to like falling in love we're very like forever 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 and of course this like comes from all of the movies and the books that they just like shove down girls throats and I'm so glad that like girls growing up today have 
better stories to consume and like stronger, stronger female protagonists to see on TV and that kind of thing. It's interesting to me how in Christian circles, there's often a lot of discussion around men being addicted to porn and like what that does to relationships and marriages and whatever. But there's not a whole lot of talk around what romance novels do to women and not even romance novels, but even just the whole like the princess narrative of like, she sat in this tower until this man rescued her and then her life began. Or like she was in this enchanted sleep until the man woke her and then her life began. Like there's just so much, even, oh my gosh, what was I? Oh, I can't remember what I was listening to or watching the other day, but they referenced um, that game mystery date. My sisters and I had this game. We loved this game. Okay. I'm not, it was so fun. It was like a, a board game where you would like, you would go on a date and it had this little phone and it had all these like super hot guys, like really, really cute boys on these little cards. And I don't even remember like really how you played the game, but I remember that it had a little phone and you would like, whenever you land, you got a certain card, it would give you a number to call and you would call a number and like some really cute boy had recorded. And like my sisters and I were, were all in love with like a certain one of the boys and like would get really excited if like he, that was the number that we got to like hear his voice or whatever. And whatever thing I was listening to or watching that referenced this game was talking about how ridiculous games geared toward little girls were in the 90s and the early 2000s like how absurd that we had a game about going on a date you know like boys didn't have games on going on dates and I just feel like there is such just the double standard for women is crazy where it's like still today, like men are celebrated. It's like the more women that you sleep with, good for you. You went out and you got experienced. And when, like, if you're a woman, like the more men that you sleep with, you're a whore and you're terrible and you need to close your legs and all of this stuff. And it's just like the, the messaging to women is just so like, find the one, get married and don't touch anyone else and don't let anyone else touch you. And I feel like this messaging has like forced us as women too often to cling to relationships that really aren't for us. And we put all of this time and energy in and it's like, well, I fell in love. So he's the one. And like, no, sweetie, like maybe he was the one for that season. Like maybe falling in love with him was just a part of being in high school or being in college or being at that job or like whatever it is. I just, I don't feel like anyone was really talking to me about love when I was younger. I think the first like really meaningful conversation that I had with an adult about love was when I was in college. I dated this boy who (laughs) we were in a situationship because it was another, he wouldn't define it. And I want to say, I think we dated for like three or four months. We dated for like the summer we would have the what are we conversation like every single night and he just wouldn't give me 
straight answers where I would be like, what are we doing? And he'd be like, well, I'm not seeing anyone else if that's what you're asking. And I'd be like, I mean, that's not really what I'm asking. (laughs) And he'd be like, well, I'm not sleeping with other girls if that's what you're asking. And I'd be like that. I just want to know like, what, what is this to you? What am I to you? And he was like, you're Samantha. (laughs) And anyways, the school year started and there was, he, he just, like suddenly stopped talking to me. And it was weird because (laughs) he and I, like we never would reach out to each other. Like we didn't, we didn't like text each other or anything and like plan dates. We worked at the same place on campus. So we could see each other's work schedules like in the system. And so we would coordinate (laughs) our shifts to work at the same time. And then when we got off work, we would just like meet outside and he would take me out to eat or like we'd go to his apartment and watch movies or like whatever. But it was just kind of like, we would never like plan to do that. We just did it. And if something happened where like we couldn't coordinate our shifts, we would like, we would look at each other's schedules and like, no. So like if he got off work first, he would just show up at work around the end of my shift. And he'd be like, Hey, you want to go to lunch? And I would just be like, okay, (laughs) just get like, Oh my gosh. It's so like, just thinking back on it, it was so absurd. Um, but so when school started, he just stopped. Like (laughs) there was one day that he just didn't show up at the end of my shift. And I lived at home with my parents at the time. It was like a 45 minute drive from campus. So like if I wasn't staying with him, like I'd go all the way home. And I was just kind of looking around like, oh, am I going home today? <laughs> like I just, there was, there was never a plan. Um, and so I just went home and then it just continued like that for a week. Like I just didn't hear from him for like a week. And then I ran into him one day and I was like, hey, are we okay? And he was like, yeah, of course. Are you coming over tonight? And I was like, I don't know, am I? (laughs) And he was like, yeah, of course. You always come over. And I was like, okay. And then I got off work that night and like went to his apartment and he wasn't there. And so there was a really awkward like his roommate let me in and was like, I don't know where he is, but I like, you can hang out and wait for him if you want. And then I was just like, I can't be that girl. that's like waiting for this dude that I'm not even dating. And so I think like this went on for like two or three weeks at the start of school. And then we had like a karaoke night it was like the first big event of the school year. And he showed up at this karaoke night, like hand in hand with this girl and like introduced her as his girlfriend and I was just like so distraught and like sad and confused and she she worked in the office of like one of my mentors and so I initially went to see him under the him being my mentor um like one of my like he I he was like one of my campus dads initially went to visit him because I knew that this girl (laughs) that the guy was seeing worked for him and I wanted to see her (laughs) and I what I like I wanted to know about her and I like went to ask him and I was telling him about the whole thing and he was just like Samantha are you in love with him 
it was the first time anyone had asked me that. So I was like very taken aback by it. Also, I should note that like this dude, everybody at work had been like pushing us together for like months prior to us actually like getting together. And so many people were constantly like, so-and-so likes you. I was like, who even is that? Like, I literally did not know who he was when people first started telling me that he was into me. And then he would randomly ask me to hang out. Like we had a couple of classes in the same building and like the previous semester, we'd run into each other in the hallway sometimes. And he'd be like, hey, come grab a bite with me. And I'd be like, I don't know you. <laughs> no, and I would just like walk away. Um, and it was seriously after months of people being like, oh my gosh, you guys actually like would be really great together. <laughs> like I think you'd be a good match. And then over the summer, um, the staff and for the university center was severely like condensed. Like they only needed like four of us for the summer where there would be like 15, 20 of us during the school year. So it was me and him and like two other people that were working like the whole summer. So like, that's how I really got to know him is like, we were working together every day and spent like all this time together. So we had all these mutual friends just like between school and work and whatever. And everybody was like, oh my gosh, are you guys like finally dating? And we were like, Eh, no, I mean, like, we're, I guess we're like seeing if we want to, like, not really sure. And it, it was just weird that that had gone on for so long and that we had like dated the whole summer. And then like suddenly <laughs> there was this other girl that I like didn't even know existed. And like, I don't, I don't think he was cheating because I li- like, I essentially lived with him for the summer. <laughs> like I was with him like at least five out of seven nights a week. So I guess she could have been there the other two, but it's just one of those things where I was like, where did she come from? Okay. So back to, I'm in my mentor's office and I was like, huh, am I in love with him? I don't know. He he was like, it took you too long to answer. So I'm going to say yes. And I'm going to be honest with you. I know that he's not in love with you or her. And I know that she's not in love with him. So I think this is going to be hardest for you of the three of you. But I think that this relationship has served its purpose. I think you had fun for the summer and I think it's over and that's going to hurt you. And you are going to be heartbroken for the next many months, but you are going to feel so much better then if you keep coming to my office to try to see her and figure out what she did to take this man from you and if you chase him and keep trying to like get him trying to define it and it just it was so nice to like have an adult say this to me uh, because I did get over the whole thing like much quicker than like anything that happened to me in like high school or like past stuff. I mentioned in a previous episode that I've <laughs> mailed a lot of letters over the years and that one boy has ever written me when this was the one. So actually the semester after all this happened, he went abroad to London and he wrote me this novel <laughs> where he was essentially saying that like it's been brought to his attention that he treats women, especially black women, terribly and he really wants to apologize and he's working on himself. And I guess he like was falling for me, but it was our senior year and he was spending a second semester abroad. And so he didn't want to be tied down and he just didn't know how to have that conversation or whatever. But I mean, it was like really nice to receive this like all 
written down. And I was like, oh, look at you, you're growing. And I was very like, this is nice, moved on. Like in high school, that would have been like, oh, so do you want to try again? So I'm glad I was not there. I know so many girls that like will be in a relationship for, it could be six months, it could be six years. And if it ends, they're like, I wasted six months of my life with that guy. And it's just like, did you waste them? Because if you were happy, that's great. And if you, you know, you learned how to communicate with the opposite sex, you learned about yourself. And that's another thing that I think is so interesting about so many people getting married so young is like, you know, we have it proven that like your brain isn't even fully developed until like 25. For most of us, I think college is the first time that you're like really able to figure out who you are. Because for a lot of us, that's the first time that we're away from our parents. And for a lot of people, when you're younger, you kind of just have to adopt the opinions of your parents, depending on how vocal they are about things and how open they are with you. When you're really on your own and you're fully independent and you are paying your own bills, you're deciding what you want to do with your money and you're deciding what you want to do with your time, it opens up a whole new world where you can finally discover like what you like and what you want. And it's even something as simple as like there might be a certain brand of chips that your mom always bought when you were growing up. And like now that you're buying your own groceries, like you can try a whole bunch of different chips. And it's like, you just never would have, you weren't the one grocery shopping before. So you didn't get to choose. And it shocks me how, when I was in high school, I thought that I was going to get married at 23 and have my first child at 25 And now I cannot imagine like the idea of being pregnant repulses me. And I really can't imagine being married because I really, really enjoy getting to know myself. And I feel like getting to know yourself is really difficult to do with another person, especially if you're in love, because everybody knows that love makes us irrational, like by definition. And there's always that piece of you that like you want to please the person that you love and you want to impress them. And it feels like there's a right answer to questions that they ask. And I just, I know so many people are like, I know that you want love to last forever, but I think like it just doesn't. And I think... It comes and goes, and that's perfectly okay and beautiful in its own way. And I think that, like, I've thought that I found the one, like, every man that I've ever been in love with, I thought was the one. Like, I thought I was going to marry all of them. Most of the men that I've loved in my life have not loved me back. So that's, you know, like, your first warning there. And I feel like so many times I felt like I love this person so much that he can't possibly not love me back. Like he has to feel this as deeply as I do. And if he loves me even 
one one hundredth of the amount that I love him, then that's enough because I love him so much. It can't even be explained. It can't even be described. And it's kind of like, okay, this is going to feel like a completely disconnected thought (laughs) for right now. And I hope that I'm able to bring them back together. But it's kind of like, there's, there's like a joke in the Christian community that if you pray for patience, God will respond to your prayer with opportunities for you to practice patience. So like if you pray for patience very often, like you'll find yourself sitting in traffic pretty soon um, because that's just like a, you know, most people get frustrated sitting in traffic or whatever. And it's like, careful what you pray for, because if you truly want to like develop a skill, God's not going to just give you the skill. He's going to give you opportunities to hone it. So I think about love, like we also have to learn how to love people. It's the same way that like little kids have to learn how to share and you have to learn how to be a good friend. And you have to learn what makes a good friend to you because that's it's not the same thing to everybody, right? What if every relationship is an opportunity to learn how to have good relationships? And if there are friendships that you can carry from childhood into adulthood, like, great, that's amazing. That's beautiful. I would imagine that those relationships have like really gone through a lot of shit. Like I feel like Cameron and Alexia are my oldest friends and I honestly can't remember anything that me and Lexi ever fought about, but I know Cameron and I like had some arguments in high school and I feel like we just, we learned how to love each other in a healthy way that has like made us such good friends as adults that's like sustainable. And that came with multiple seasons that Cameron and I didn't speak at all. So it's kind of like if you get married right out of high school, if you're 19, it's like you're not gonna, you're married now, like you live together. Like you can't go through the freshman year of college that you don't talk at all and then sophomore year of college that you try again with the skills that you learned in a year that you weren't talking like you skipped all of that but at the same time like I had to be in all of these unhealthy relationships to understand how I don't want to be loved and how I don't want to love so that now I have a better understanding of it and like Had I married the guy that I was dating at the end of high school that I truly believed with every fiber of my being like was the one that I was going to be with, I think we would be divorced now (laughs) because I think we were honestly a terrible match and I couldn't see it at that time. And I think that if somebody was out there teaching young girls like love, blinds you love makes you irrational I'm trying to figure out I don't really want to talk about this because it's over now so the situationship has ended um so there's not really it just feels awkward to like bring that in but he's still a good example so basically the dude that I was in love with like 
this is the first guy I've ever loved that I didn't think I was going to marry. Um, and it's been, it was a really refreshing experience to have because anytime that my brain (laughs) might be like, Oh, we could totally do this. Like we actually would be really Like we could totally have a future. Uh, Like anytime that my brain went there, I would be able to like take a step back. And I was like, yo, (laughs) you are like in love with him and you're obsessed with him. And this is an irrational thought that you are having because of that emotion. That is so not what you actually want. That is not the path that you want to go down. Do not pursue it. And I was able to just kind of like hang back and like identify what I was feeling and that that wasn't really what I wanted. Because I look back to like when I was in high school, it was not... (laughs) The boy that I was dating in high school was not what I wanted. Dating in high school was kind of a game <laughs> where like my friends would kind of choose who I was dating. <laughs> like when I started dating the boyfriend that I was with at the end of high school, when he first expressed interest in me, there were like multiple guys that were into me and my friends literally voted on them. <laughs> Like my friends were like, you can have that one. That one's not in the running. Like we don't approve that one. And <laughs> my gosh, we had our boyfriends on points systems <laughs> where I kid you not. My friends and I had like lists in our lockers. Just imagine like a piece of paper that's like split into four columns. And like each column has like one of our boyfriend's names at the top. <laughs> And he would get points for like walking us to class or carrying our books or saying hi to our friends. He would lose points for ignoring our friends, being late. (laughs) And as absurd as I know this sounds to you, personally, I find the more absurd part that the boys actually like abided by our rules. (laughs) Like really and truly, I remember my friend's boyfriend would like come to our lockers one day and he would like ask her if they were hanging out tonight and she just wouldn't answer him. And he would look at me and I was like, your communication goes through me now. You're in, you're in the negative. Like when you get back in a positive number, you can talk to her. But right now she's not talking to you (laughs) because you lost too many points. It was absurd. My boyfriend racked up all the points like he was great and everybody adored him. But like it was it was more that my friends liked him and my parents liked him. And definitely like we were both black kids that lived in the county that weren't bussed in from the city. And there were so few of us like that was a really big deal. He lived five minutes away. That was really nice. Um, Our parents got along like he just was a convenient person to date. And what I really wanted was something easy. Like I wanted the security of a partner that was going to provide me a future where I was going to live in a house that looked like the one that I grew up in. And like my parents were very well off. His parents had even more money than mine did. And he lived in this beautiful mansion. And I was like, well, my parents have this. Your parents have this. Clearly, you and I are going to have this together. Like, it just makes sense. Um, and of course, this doesn't make sense. Like, This is totally irrational. But it's like when you're 
17, 18, 19, like you, you don't know that because your brain is not fully developed and you haven't had the life experience to know and to, to name that that's not what you want. When I planned to marry him, it wasn't that I wanted to marry him. It was that I only, I think what, I had had two boyfriends before him and I was like, oh, yikes. Like, I think I thought that above five was like a lot of guys to date. <laughs> and I was like, I want to meet my husband in high school so that we can get married right out of college and have been. I at least had the sense to think that like we should date for a few years before we get married. <laughs> so I was looking at it like we're going to date this last year of high school, all of college. And then as soon as we graduate college, we're going to get married. And like, that's when like, we're going to have jobs and have kids and all this stuff. And it really was, it was more that I had my life planned out on this timeline. And he is the person that I was dating at the time. So even though I was totally in love with him it wasn't about him. It was about my timeline. And if he wasn't the one, then I was off my timeline and like that threw my whole life into chaos. And then I was just so anxious and sad. And I just don't feel like anyone really told me that like, it's okay if this doesn't work out. It's okay if he's your high school sweetheart. It's okay if he's your college sweetheart. It's okay if you don't get married before 30. It's okay if you don't get married before 40. It's okay if you don't get married at all. It's okay if you meet your partner in the old folks home when you're 80. Like, I just don't feel like enough people were talking about different paths that people take in life or can take or different opportunities. And he did try to go to college across the street from me, so... Thank God his mother did not allow it because we would probably be married and we would definitely be divorced. But you know, it's it's just like parents can love their children and their children cannot turn out the way that their parents wanted to. Like a lot of times I think I would love to have a child. My primary motivation in thinking that I want a child is that I love Disney and I love Harry Potter, and I want to go to Disney at least once a year, and I want to go to the Wizarding World at least once every other year, and I don't have anyone in my life that loves those things as much as I do and wants to do that with me, so I would love to have kids that I can read the Harry Potter books to, and watch all the movies and the new series when that comes out, and get them sorted into their houses, And I also love the holidays. Like I love decorating and I love snow and I just, I love the, the magic of Christmas. And I want to experience that with a kid of like being Santa and playing elf on the shelf. And there's no guarantee that if I had children, they would enjoy any of that. You know, like I could have a kid that grows up and hates Disney and is like, I will never set foot in a Disney park again in my life because my mom forced me to go 
every single year, my entire life. And it's terrible. And I hate it there. How sad would that be if like I have a kid for that reason and then they hate it? Like there's just, there's no way to stop that. So it's the same thing where like, if you are in love with someone, that's not enough to make things work. Like even if the two of you are in love with each other, that's still not enough. If you're in love with each other, but you fundamentally want different things, like one of you wants kids and the other one doesn't, it's not going to work. And yes, I do think that relationships take sacrifice and they are work and there is a lot of give and take. But I also think that if somebody is always compromising, then eventually there's going to be resentment. Two people can love each other and not be for each other. Even with friendships, you know, I had a very good friend in college. She and I were both very depressed. After college, she started dating a guy that was on all the world's drugs. And so I started dating a guy that was on all the world's drugs because these two guys were best friends. And the four of us spent a lot of time together and the boys would just be high out of their minds. And me and her would just be like sitting in the corner commiserating on how sad we were. And we both broke up with the boys, but we still had each other and we were still very sad. And she just disappeared one day and I didn't hear from her for months. And then I finally like got a hold of her and she had moved states. I don't even know where she lives now. And she just very honestly said, she's like, you know what? I love you and I know that you love me, but we're not good for each other. Like all we do together is commiserate and cry. And it's, it's, it wasn't helping me. Like I had to get out of that because I need to be in an environment that makes me happy. And that's not you. And I'm sorry. I wish that was you, you know? And I'm so glad that like she had the ability to do that, that she thought about it, that she had the means that she did it. And I wish that more people in romantic relationships would do that to just be like, Hey, I love you and you love me, but this is not working. And I want to reiterate that like, for those that are in relationships and pursuing marriage, I'm not telling you to run away. I'm not telling you that marriage is bad. Um, I am just saying for those that are like, if you're anxious about being single and feel like you need a partner and you find yourself like when you're in relationships, you find yourself compromising on a lot of your own desires and dreams and goals because you're so desperate to like cling to this person because you feel like if you lose them, you'll never love again. And it's just not true. You'll always love again. There are so many people in the world to love And I just invite you to go into future relationships thinking, what if this isn't forever? What if this is for a season and what if that's okay? What does that look like? There were a lot of hard conversations in those story times, so I'm going to skip that segment today. My movie recommendation this week is Someone Great. 
It is a Netflix movie starring Gina Rodriguez and my husband, Lakeith. I love, love, love this movie because it explores both friendships and a romantic relationship that comes to an end and how celebrated and beautiful it can be through the heartbreak. And full transparency, this is the movie that I put on like when I need to cry. (laughs) Like if I'm feeling like I need to cry and the tears just haven't been coming, like this is the movie that I watch to make it happen. But it's absolutely one of my favorite movies in the whole world. It is so well done. The performances are amazing. It's so well written. I haven't actually watched it in a while, but maybe I'll watch it this weekend, but I'm recommending it because it kind of goes with the theme here of just because you love someone doesn't mean that you are meant to be together and does not mean that you should cling on to them for dear life. And sometimes you gotta just let them go. I'm not here to sugarcoat life's already a bumpy road. Too much shelter causes pain. Let's just be real honest. Things are Knock you down, avoidance will not help you out. Let's talk it.